0: Good, good morning, afternoon, or evening. What a truly beautiful day it is. Wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your humbled host, Tony Serrano, and this is The PhD in Me. Welcome back, friends. This is the PhD and Me podcast. So with every episode, you will go closer to who you are and learn to navigate life confidently. So last episode, I talked about burnout. And just a quick reminder, the three tips is to meditate, take a break, and find a compelling reason not to. So if you missed that episode, definitely go check that out. Today, we have a special guest, and I just wanted to go ahead and let you introduce
1: yourself. Hi, my name is Karen Ayatiwa. I am a longtime friend of Tony since what, middle school? Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah it has been a while. And yeah, I'm here today to just talk. So
0: we're just going to chat today. Nothing serious. Um, just catch up and really just check in and see how life's going. Mm-hmm. It's been. A good time since we've been out of high school yeah
1: yeah
0: seven years yeah, seven. yeah almost seven i was just telling angel the other day when we hit 10 years out of high school that's probably when i'll i'll like freak out mm,
1: yeah
0: a <laughs> <laughs> decade yeah and we're we're coming close on it so mm. um like how do you feel life has been since high school since
1: high school um life has definitely been at least for me it's been like a lot of like ups and downs more downs i would say just like coming into myself like in my own identity figuring out my mental health my emotional health and just navigating through school it was a lot of like stress and just hard. I mean, undergrad is hard, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, just experiencing life. It's a challenge in itself. But I feel good. That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't prepare us to be emotionally or mentally healthy or literate. Um, you know, and we're young. Right. So if they didn't teach that to us, they didn't teach even more to. Adults that are older than us and our parents So it's definitely something I think is a serious It's serious because it's so necessary Mm -hmm. There's so many things out there that can really pull us off our path, you know just drugs and alcohol and different addictions and Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why the PhD and me podcast is here because we want to create a safe space to talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. because it's so necessary and to really learn about yourself. Again, it's not something that you have like a guidance on. On what to do and it seems like you've always been mentally strong. I mean, as on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we could say that kind of about each other. (laughs) But we both know (laughs) that it's not as easy as it looks. Right, on the inside. And there's like a, lot a lot of things going on <laughs> under the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like do you do you have a
1: close group of friends that you do confide in? Um I've never really been the person to really like open up much about like what's going on like with me or my family, which is something that I'm continuously working on. Yeah. <laughs> working on. Um, but um a lot of like difficulties that I've gone through I just had to like or I chose to go through it by myself like internally which is I don't think it's healthy at all like bottling up you know emotions and whatnot um so I do have friends who they like they're open to hearing about stuff but I don't know, i just always been that like closed to- turtle type of person, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you no, know. for
0: sure. I mean, I, I can totally relate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it for me was trust, mm-hmm. also. Right. And it's not that I didn't trust friends or, or, like, I was hanging out with them, so of course we're friends, mm-hmm. but I think it's also an inner trust and it's just it feels a little different so so you're here now though Mm -hmm. you're here when so many of us aren't Mm -hmm. you know we will give into addiction well we'll commit suicide Mm -hmm. you know we'll just engage in the unhealthiest behaviors so Mm -hmm. you know you're still doing great Mm
1: -hmm. really
0: like what do you think has gotten you through those those rough nights
1: I do know that one thing I always looked forward to like during like undergrad and even now is I would find like an outlet like going to church like that helped me um you know like there's something about like having like a faith-based like perspective that allows someone to like have more hope you know that like things aren't always going to be so bleak you know when you're down the only way is up you know just having like that type of mindset that things will get better that definitely helped um another thing in undergrad was I did a lot of research under a professor so that was like a, I guess you can say like distraction kind of um but it felt good to know that I could like apply myself in something and see results so that helps helped me to like build confidence um another thing that i learned is something that my mom tells me is that she observed that i always i always like knew what i wanted and didn't want like from people and life in general like i'm very like firm with like who i am you know so like unhealthy like coping mechanisms I knew like I know why people do them but I know I knew that it wouldn't help me like long term like I may feel good for that moment but I'm just gonna end up feeling worse later you know so it's I feel like it's definitely definitely perspective um There's like something they say in psychology, it's like that internal locus of control. Mm -hmm. Like I know on the inside that I can control how I react to things, how I choose to um, do better, choose different outlets that will help me. Um, It all starts within me, you know? Um, Because I do know that people who resort to poor coping mechanisms they have a lower sense of a lo- of internal locus of control and they focus more on the external, whereas things just keep happening to them and it gets hard, you know, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. because um,
0: the first thing you mentioned was hope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hope in itself. Is like the strongest way to get through anything in your life, right? And the way I got through my life growing up is, I knew one day, even though the environment at home was shit, mm-hmm. like even though at school was shit, right. like you know, even though life was not so good, mm-hmm. right, on the outside, mm-hmm. I knew one day I was gonna be happy. Right. I knew one day I would get to choose my environment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I knew. Like I had that future, that compelling future, that compelling why of like, okay, I'm not gonna give up even mm-hmm. though I'm just feeling like I'm ready. Yeah. You know, even though so many nights there was nights where I did come close, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just said, I'm just gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to bed, I'm gonna sleep it off and if I feel this way tomorrow, okay. Mm-hmm. But I always thought about that future and every day that I woke up, it didn't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And you know that will get you hope will get you to a certain point Where you'll overcome it, mm-hmm. but then is it survival? Or is it a point in your life where it's you're thriving, right? And I wanted to be thriving. Yeah, and then the next one that you mentioned was mindset mm-hmm. that's going to get you to that next level right. and that's perspective, what you you just said. Mm-hmm. It was all perspective. It's the way to, that you look at things. Mm-hmm. You take it from the simple cliche of like, looking at the glass, full, half full or half empty. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is such a big shift. That's something that, um, you know, it seems like that's how you were raised. But I wonder, do you think it was our parents that gave us that perspective? Because I know you have an older brother. Mm-hmm. I have three. Three older mm-hmm. brothers. So watching them grow up and make mistakes. I have, like, a a, a hypothesis, Mm -hmm. if you will, that because we were the younger ones, Mm -hmm. we were watching them. Right. And they were getting yelled at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you think it was maybe like that, or? Um, the thing with my childhood, um like where like this hope perspective comes from i would say i get it more from like my mom because you know a childhood was a little challenging um but she my mom always had a smile on her face like always and even if you know maybe she only had like a hundred dollars in her purse she would still find ways to like take us to the park, buy sandwiches, watch us play. Like she always just did her best Mm -hmm. in what we had at the time Mm
0: -hmm. and what
1: was going on around us. So that led me to believe that, you know, even though I'm going through this, you know, it's not always gonna be this way. And we can still make the best of right now you know, still be present. Because I know, like, hope... Like, sometimes we focus too far into the future where we're not present anymore in the right now. Mm -hmm. So it was just, like, finding a balance of let me make the best of right now, but I'm still, like, hopeful for the future and I have faith that things will be better, you know, for me and my family. And... I mean, yeah, of course, like watching my brothers like make mistakes and not even just them, like watching my, my parents like make mistakes too. Cause you know, we're, even though we're kids, we're learning, our parents are still learning too. You know, um, this is their first family that they've, you know, created. So they're trying to figure things out too. But I didn't realize that until like senior year of high school where I was like, you know, I like, I want to forgive them for trying their best you know
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and like it's still okay to say that they didn't give you what you needed
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: like that's okay
1: yeah they didn't they didn't have the tools or Mm -hmm. because they probably weren't given that when they were growing up you know that emotional aspect that mental like connection with like kids you know like the older generation of like dads like they go to work come home eat go to sleep you know <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's missing out on the the bonding and connecting with their kids you know so a lot of that was like on my mom's shoulders mm-hmm. but then when I decided to forgive I feel like I allowed myself to open up more and like now me and my dad we talk a lot, you know. Like I love my family, I love my dad, I love my mom, and like I feel safe, you know, with them. That's good. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then you were mentioning role models too, mm-hmm. that you worked under your professor. Mhm. So to see someone who is a little bit further, you know, where you
1: want to be. Um. I do look up to him. He's like this German professor. <laughs> he's, he's really cool. Um, he, I think he was the most down-to-earth professor that I met at UCR. Okay. Because um, when I think of UCR, I just think of like adversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like my first year in, my academic advisor was just Totally, like, against me. That's a whole other story. But yeah. he was, like, the one guy who was just, like, I want to help you. And I didn't even ask. Mm-hmm. He was just, like, oh, let me know when you're a sophomore. I want to give you a role in my lab. And I was, like, okay. And so I did. And then just took off from there. And, like, he always, like, vouched for me, like, within the department. Because plant bio department is, like, a small department on campus. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just gave me an opportunity and I do look up to him because he's successful um within his academics you know he has publications and whatnot but then he's still grounded where he focuses on like his family and he was actually in like a rock band in college so like he's only like fifty something but he has like hearing aids because like <laughs> I guess he blew out his ears oh, yeah. from like being in a rock band but oh. like he plays the guitar and everything and he was just always really like grounded but he was he he just showed me that you know if I were to become a professor one day like I can still like be myself and still you know be successful um, and I just I was I'm really appreciative of him, you know, giving me an opportunity to do research.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, hope is is a big thing that plays in the way that our life is gonna be, the trajectory of our life, um, how we're raised and our family. Mm-hmm. That's a big factor. And and then like the resources around that that are available to have that support system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then role models, role models is that like, we're not, we don't have to be exactly like them, but mm-hmm. know that like someone is doing th- what they want. And like you said, is still them, mm-hmm. still grounded because at the end of the day, success could just be titles to mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you want that full, whole success mm-hmm. where you have hobbies mm-hmm. and you have great relationships with people mm-hmm. and, um, you know that's gonna take you being you unapologetically, right? And and just saying, look, I have. There's more to me than mm-hmm. just my titles. There's more to me than some letters before or after my name. Mm-hmm. Just whatever is on a resume. So, um, what is like success to you? Mm.
1: Success to me. Success to me, at least like my perspective right now, it lies outside of like career. To me, it's being able to just be free. Like, I don't want to be hung up like on the same triggers and like, I feel like I'm 10 steps forward and then something triggers me, then I fall 20 steps back. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. And success to me is being able to acknowledge those triggers, but then keep walking forward and not get so like consumed by like anxious thoughts and just being able to freely be me and be accepted for me, being surrounded by people who see me for me, you know? Yeah. 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 That's okay. yeah, that's what I would see as success. That's awesome. So it's like not about the money. Mhm. I really don't care about the money. It's like I feel like when you have mental freedom, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And you know, it seems like even though there might be people out there that it looks like they have their life together, Mm -hmm. where it looks like picture perfect, Mm -hmm. there could still be anxiety, there could be depression, there could be suicidal thoughts, there could be trauma. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
0: I work a lot with trauma and transgenerational trauma where Mm -hmm. just cultural and societal beliefs that Mm -hmm. are imposed and conditioned. Mm -hmm. So us as children, as the inner child within everyone, Mm -hmm. we love and we play Mm -hmm. and we're free. at birth, Mm -hmm. and then it's not until our environment is where we struggle. Mm -hmm. And where we can heal, and it sounds like your idea of success is that it's that internal, Mm -hmm. where you can be free internally, that even though the external environments may trigger you Mm -hmm. to pass, that you can go within and look like, okay, no. I acknowledge it, but it's not going to rule my life anymore. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you have the power over your mind. Mm-hmm. You have the power over your choice and your decisions. Right. And half the battle is even saying, I got the power. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other half is discipline to go, okay, what am I going to do about it? Right. Because there's so many people in our generation who they talk, 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 talk. But as soon as you go, okay, so what are you going to do about it? They don't have a plan. They're quiet. They're out the door. <laughs> Either you never hear them anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Or they get offended and mm-hmm. then that's a whole nother thing yeah so if it's okay for me to ask like mm-hmm. do you have an example of a trigger that you're working through right now or that you worked through in the past mm.
1: an example um, okay i like Talk about what I was feeling like last night. Okay. <laughs> um. So I I'm not putting words. Like. hmm. How did it feel?
0: Where Where did you feel it in your body? Where did I feel in my body? Were you open your
1: head? Um. Was it in your heart? Were you crying? I always feel really like tight, like in my throat and like my chest when I'm like about to start crying. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like this fear of. So, for an example, yeah, <laughs> like um, my friend, she invited me to go um, to Big Pines Lake Trail this weekend, and she was saying how. Um, her and another friend were talking and they thought to invite me and me and her we've been friends for like since kindergarten right so mm-hmm. i have like this what is the word <laughs> like i'm very like i don't want to say possessive but i i'm like i know my attachment style is fearful avoidant
0: mm-hmm. so like
1: i i desire for like a deep bond with people and like once I have that I like don't let go like latch I on. latch on to it and so like to me like when she like brings up like another friend I'm kind of like oh well, like I don't want to be like intruding on like their thing and mm-hmm. like just like the thoughts like start coming in mm-hmm. and I'm trying to like calm myself down like no 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 like This is like this is old like i don't need to trip up over this like i know that she's my friend no matter what and i can be friends with her friends and vice versa and like i just need to like rein in those emotions but then she was like asking me like what's wrong And then I started getting overwhelmed. I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, because, like, I don't want to come off as if, like, oh, she's jealous, you know? Like, I never want to come off as, like, jealous. But Mm -hmm. I'm just, I I just love, I love my family, love my friends. And, like, you know, I latch on to, like, those deep connections, those relationships. And, like, if I feel like something is going to, like, threaten it, then, like, I I start to, like, panic a little bit, but it's a matter of just, like, calming myself down, and lately I've been, like, telling myself, like, oh, like, anxiety's, like, always gonna tell me different than, like, what's actually happening, and I think the best way to handle it is just to get reassurance, like, talk about it, you know, like, hey, I was feeling this way, um, is it this way? Like you know, yeah, just ask yeah, questions. Yeah. Like is this is this what you meant? Like it's you know, the
0: perception that I have, like how your intention. Mm-hmm, right. Is that your
1: intention? Because mm-hmm. um, one thing that I learned, I don't know if I remember her, Miss Chu from Dime Ranch. She sure. taught physics. She. Had like, I don't think I ever had her class. Okay, she had like the short, like pixie cut bangs. She was really nice. Okay. Um, she always like dropped like words of wisdom randomly Uh and she was just talking about how there is the truth and then there's a story our mind is always gonna come up with a story and just run with it Mm -hmm. but we have to focus on what the truth is and then when there's multiple people involved there's multiple different stories going on and nobody's looking at the truth that's in the middle of all these stories. So ever since then, I'm always like, okay, I need to focus on just the truth because it's so, so, so easy to get hung up on the story because to me, I feel like people will come up with a story based off of our own fears and our own insecurities and projections and so like that story fits like what we're already feeling inside so we just stick to it and run right. with it right instead of looking at the truth like hey like maybe I should talk to this person and like figure out like you know what's what's really going on um but it's not always easy I yeah. know I know like people use the word like confrontation but I think a better word for it is like resolution, you know, because a lot of people are scared of the word confrontation and I used to be too. Mm -hmm. Or just addressing behaviors. Right. You just address it. Mm -hmm. Because people aren't always going to take it in a good way. (laughs) Right. Because people don't like to look in and see what's wrong with them. You know, I, I think it goes back to, like, pride, too, mm-hmm. depending on who you're talking to. Like, what? I didn't do that to you. Like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, everyone has, like, their own defensive um, coping mechanism. So that's, like, I know, at least for me, I don't like dealing with that. Like, if someone's, like, not receptive, I just, like, shut down and be like, okay, well, I tried, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I learned 2021, like, for meaningful relationships, they have to have difficult conversations sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I
0: mean, it's all culture.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all
0: culture. Like if we're just sitting here and we're just talking like, and I'm listening to your story about jealousy mm-hmm. or just having attachment mm-hmm. and I'm going, girl, it's okay to be jealous. <laughs> be jealous. That's your friend, you know, yeah. like don't be hard on yourself about mm-hmm. it. I think the hard part that we have to actually go through, the reason why I think A lot of us resist going through those hard conversations, those Mm -hmm. difficult conversations. is because we've associated pain Mm -hmm. with shaming ourselves Mm -hmm. to not feel a certain way. Right? We're like, oh, we can't be jealous. That's a negative. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. No, 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 no. And then that brings anxiety because we feel like we're doing something wrong. Yeah. But the culture, if we just change the culture and be like... Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been your friend for this long. And, um, you know, and then having that relationship go deeper is to have that difficult conversation where you're like, it's okay, do I feel like we're drifting? Mm -hmm. And it's okay if we drift because we grow, we're growing. Mm -hmm. That's a natural part of life. Mm -hmm. And having those feelings where part of processing any type of triggers or Mm -hmm. trauma is to acknowledge like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm feeling. Right. And it's okay to sit with it, like stillness. Stillness mm-hmm. to me is where you really can sit down and, and be with yourself and, and look at yourself and go, you know, the way I handled that, I'll, I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and, and you know, um, Oprah actually says that if you make a good decision, mm-hmm. you're not gonna think about it mm-hmm. ever again. If you made the wrong decision, you're going to replay that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. So finding stillness is when you take a moment to reflect mm-hmm. and go, okay, yeah, maybe maybe it is my trigger. Maybe I am projecting that. Right. And then that's when you take a deeper look and you go, well, where does that come from? Right. Like where in my life did I feel that I had to be protective over my relationships? Mm. And we don't have to go into that if you don't want to. No, I
1: don't
0: mind. You don't mind? <laughs> no. Okay, because there's so much to learn, really, by just going through just one part of life. Mm-hmm. So, where do you think that feeling that I have to, to
1: hold on to someone? I think it comes from not having control over things that happened to me when I was younger. So... It's, it's like I want to be in control now, so I don't want to. I don't want to have to like let go. Like I don't have to, you know. Or like another thing. So I was talking to um my pastor at my church. Um, I was telling her about like my attachment, and she was saying that sometimes when we haven't experienced something before. And then, like, we have it now. We don't want to let go of it. So that feeling, that that deep emotional connection with someone, I didn't have that growing up. So if I have, like, a friend that I have that with now who, like, understands me, like, we can just be ourselves. Like, I don't want to let that go, you know? Mm-hmm. I Too real. Yeah, you know? Like, yeah, we've always been friends since we are younger, but, like, we're still kids, you know, we don't have that emotional capacity yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, now that we're, like, adults, we've gone through experiences, and we've learned and processed things, we're able to have, like, deeper connections with people. I don't want to let go of that, because I didn't get to experience that when I was younger, Mm -hmm. and... So there's, like, yeah. a fear that maybe you'll lose it. hmm
0: Yeah. Okay. That's totally valid. hmm That's totally valid. That's so honest and raw. There could not never be shame in that.
1: I mean... Yeah. I mean, by what you said about culture, culture teaches us to be ashamed of our innate, like, emotions. Yeah. Like, the jealousy thing in African culture, jealousy is like the root of all evil like don't be jealous like Yuck. if you feel jealous you need to go and pray that thing out of you and yeah. you know like, no there's like
0: you're right there's mm-hmm. such an association to like the devil mm-hmm. right and even in I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. even in Christianity um, anger, mm-hmm. impatience, mm-hmm. Um, jealousy, envy, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. to really be envious of someone into a point where you kinda wish them bad. Mm-hmm. That's like a no no, right? right? That's like the the devil talking to your ear. Mm-hmm. And and when you look at it more from a yoga perspective, Eastern religion, Eastern mindset philosophy, um, from like a Reiki energetic point perspective, mm-hmm. even in science, there's a not really good and evil, there's just light and dark. Mm -hmm. There is a dichotomy. Mm -hmm. There's um, just differences. And in this realm that we have, not to get super metaphysical, but that's just the way that Earth is set up, Mm -hmm. where we can have light and we can have dark Mm -hmm. and we can have fire and we can have water, all existing on the same Mm -hmm. frequency. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your emotions, it's just a frequency. Mm -hmm. It's not like evil, right. you know. It's it's a old way of thinking mm. where we didn't have science to back things up mm-hmm. to measure stuff. You know, we didn't have uh, philosophy, right? You know. Yeah. And time—we didn't have time to think about this right. because we were getting chased by dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, inside, it was like survival. You know? like we had to just survive. <laughs> yeah. But now we're in such a great space, and that's why I want to capitalize. Mm. I want to capitalize on this time in in the earth where we can record and we can be here together. We can even go through Zoom mm. and you know, literally Zoom yeah. through space <laughs> and time, and and yet be able to have these conversations mm-hmm. because. They're just emotions.
1: Emotions are okay. Emotions are good. Yeah. Emotions allow us to relate to one another. It's what makes us human. Yeah. What makes us human? And I think where people think that emotion is bad is when we allow ourselves to to act out. Like what's the word? Like to misbehave. Like yeah, out of yeah, anger, yeah. you know, it justifies or yeah, invalidates our behaviors. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, it's what we do with that emotion that matters most in, cause just from my childhood, like I personally don't like when people speak out of anger, you know, cause it's hard to take those words back. Right. I firmly believe in if, if someone is overwhelmed with like, anger, rage, sorrow, sadness, whatever it may be, take a step back. Like regroup, like check in with yourself, like just gather your energy and ground yourself, you know, and then come back and then speak. That's that's what I believe to be like the best way to handle things. But I do I do believe that emotions are good God gave us emotions for a reason Jesus had emotions he got angry sometimes and he had doubt he had doubt too like before he was crucified he asked uh, I forget their names John and someone else
0: (laughs) (laughs) this isn't getting (laughs) graded it's not
1: bible study he asked them to pray for him he's like can y'all pray for me like i'm feeling kind of you know i'm kind of scared you know he was about to be crucified the next day so yeah he had doubt too um but then he also had faith and he had hope and you know he did what he had to do and i'm grateful for that you know and that gives me courage to go through life too like despite what i'm feeling I can still feel those things, but I can still progress too, you know? And you hit it right on the nail. You said,
0: come and gather myself yeah, and then go out. Mm-hmm. Those emotions, those doubts, those worries, the stuff th- that paralyzes us, mm-hmm. fear, you know, those are meant so that we do ground and we get still and then we channel the energy. Mm-hmm. You channel and you redirect an emotion is just an indicator mm-hmm. it's like a notification on your phone yeah. something's off right. in your environment so check it yeah so sit down and check it out so that's why i'm like all about emotions i love emotions mm-hmm. um to say that you don't have them is going to continue to get the results in your life that you don't want right it's gonna continue for that self sabotage. Yeah, you're gonna hate yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go hate other people. Right. And how are you gonna ever have those tools? Mm-hmm. So sit down, say it's okay, and actually, like, sit in the chair and be angry.
1: hmm
0: Feel it out. Feel it. Let it flow. It's yeah. gonna. It's, it has its lesson mm-hmm. in your body. And, Their research is studying how the fear has a different frequency, how the different effect on our heart rate, Mm -hmm. our blood pressure, cortisol. We were talking about adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. I talked about it last episode in um, Are You Burned Out? If you're constantly going, 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 I was like super raised in the environment of a type A, you're never gonna have that type B chill Mm -hmm. where you're just like, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to finish it today. Mm You know, there's no deadline. I'm comparing myself to other people who mm-hmm. have it faster than me. Mm-hmm. And then that's what How I always ask myself now. I was like, Tony, is that helpful? Right. Comparison is the thief of joy. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that helpful? Is that helping in this situation right now? And it's having that humility. You had mentioned ego. Mm-hmm. Ego alone. If we all learned how to humble ourselves... Mm-hmm. And let go of the ego. Right. Because ego is really what gets us in trouble mm-hmm. and what makes us step in poop, mm-hmm. you know, in our relationships yeah. and say the things we don't mean mm-hmm. and be angry. Because right. who's angry, you or your ego? Mm, the ego. Yeah. The ego is the one that gets provoked, who can get shamed. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got no ego, you're not going to get humiliated. Right. No embarrassment. You're like, yeah, I am. I feel it this way and I'm, that's who I am, right? Yeah. You're not ashamed of it. Right. So, yeah. There's just so much that we can bring into this culture, mm-hmm. where we can change it, where we can have these conversations, where we can learn how to channel and direct it, because really our lives are 80% perspective, mm-hmm. mindset, mm-hmm. and the other 20% is strategy. You can accomplish anything you want in this world. We see it every day, mm-hmm. people doing the impossible, because right. it's the 80% that's like, I'm going to be devoted, I'm going to be committed, I'm going to be disciplined, I'm going to be humble and say, when I don't know things, right. I'm going to go back to the drawing board, I'm going to sit down and become a beginner's mind again, mm-hmm. to be the student. And then that 20%, that's that's where you really get the performance. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do with the PhD mute podcast, is just get that performance where you can do the quick three tip strategies mm-hmm. and really see those results right away. And then feel confident to navigate life, to continue. Because mm-hmm. life is doesn't get easier when you get older. Mm-hmm. It um it's just about the same, but then you learn, you you identify those triggers and you go, Yeah, I am triggered right now, but am I gonna react? Right. Or am I gonna respond? Mm-hmm. And it comes back to that decision, and it's like, oh, right, I have a
1: choice. I have a choice, I could. Right, and choosing our battles. And a lot of the times, at least what I realize, is people, people interact with the world based off of what's going on inside of them. You know, like how they see themselves, how they feel about themselves. They, people project a lot. You know, they project their fears, their insecurities. And when I realize that, like, if I'm, like, in a situation with someone, I'm able to say, like, hmm, I don't think this is about me. That's making them react this way. And so it really changes my perspective. Um, You know, in the Bible, Apostle Paul talks about, like, we're not dealing with... With humans, we're dealing with other principalities going on. You know, there's things in the background that we can't see. Like that person can be going through trauma. That um, they're reacting to life in a survival mode. You know, because when we experience trauma, our nervous system is totally like dysregulated. Right. You know, and it takes a lot to regulate back or new or whatever to like how we're supposed to be mm-hmm. you know um so yeah it really helps to understand that there's just more there's more to meet that meets the eye you know yeah. and then mm-hmm. it seems like there's more than the
0: story and mm-hmm. there's more to the story you were talking about truth yeah right we we're so easy so quick to judge and you know that's what our um, reptilian brain does mm. right because we want to make sure is this safe or not mm-hmm. but in this in this era that we have today we don't have to go with the first uh, judgment right. the first observation of a person we can take a second and go huh I wonder probably having a bad day
1: mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt yeah you
0: give them the benefit of the doubt and you see their behavior and then you get to know them and and Like, I think one thing I wish that could be in this culture is if you see someone misbehaving, Mm -hmm. say something about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's this fear, like, maybe it's a coworker or maybe it's a friend and we don't have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, it's more superficial. Mm -hmm. But if you see someone just, like, what are you doing? Yeah, be like, hey, like, Like, what's going on? And go up and, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe they need someone to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the reason why people don't do that is because they don't know how. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to hold that space. Because it's a lot. You know, coming from trauma, I didn't know what baseline was. Mm -hmm. I had to learn what was baseline. Mm -hmm. What is normal? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is a normal, like, emotional day? Yeah, like, what does a
1: neurotypical person feel?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like am I supposed to have this many thoughts? <laughs> right. You know? Mm-hmm. And and so I had to discover what was my baseline. And yoga and meditation, um, therapy was good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was enough. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot you can't talk about in therapy right. because <laughs> mandated reporting mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of, so I think a oh, good way to get through that is again holding space for friends and like Mm -hmm. being there for people and being able to talk and giving them giving them the the words to say because when someone comes to you with a difficult topic i think most often our culture goes i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and then that's that's it Mm -hmm. right well you know what is going on right
1: Mm
0: and I think a lot of people want to know how are you genuinely yeah but then they don't really know there's like that pause and that pause seems like it'll be almost a lifetime for them to respond how they are yeah it's like what are we going to do with that and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: even to just say you know what do you need
1: for support right now Mm -hmm. or how can I support you Mm. I like to ask like how did this situation make you feel in that moment you know just like give a little push so they can start processing mm-hmm. like how that really impacted them. Some people, they just act out because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. Like their body's just reacting because the energy is just so turbulent. And know? overwhelming. Yeah.
0: Where it is the driving force of them. Mm-hmm. They, their emotions do drive mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. But there's more than your emotions. There's more than thoughts. There's your highest self. The best version of yourself, the authentic you, mm-hmm. like that's the you that chaos is happening around you, mm-hmm. and you're you're okay. Right. You can you can manage and not even manage, but thrive and be like now. When I go and I talk to people and they open up, and now I'm like, okay, so what do you need? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? Like, how are we gonna work this together? Mm-hmm. You know, and you like cultivate that space where. We can see it because there is such a compound effect for the people that we affect in our lives Mm -hmm. Just by standing in the grocery store Mm -hmm. There's kids looking at us In the way if we're not interacting like They're gonna learn that behavior Mm -hmm. And now being a mom There's so much Not with words that I influence him
1: So observational learning
0: Right Mm -hmm. That he's going to model my behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting and so beautiful at the same time and also that you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. Of yourself at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and disciplined <laughs> yeah. To, to restrain yourself. Mm-hmm. So it definitely can happen and I think it could even happen in this generation, this next generation that, that raises like I already feel it Mm -hmm. and just working with teenagers right now they have so much access Mm -hmm. and it's really good I just want to make sure that that the influencers are gonna give them something that we're not gonna make the same mistakes right like please don't make the same mistakes You know the verbal abuse emotional abuse Mm -hmm. that's trauma
1: that is trauma
0: psychological that's Mm -hmm. that's trauma
1: Mm -hmm. and there's stuff i don't even i didn't even realize was like emotional abuse until like literally like last year that that i realized that i did to people Mm. you know i think and it goes back to like the ego thing like being able to be humble and it allows us to recognize like our own mistakes and where we went wrong because I used to give people like the cold shoulder like I don't want to talk to you (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's like emotional abuse you know like they call it stonewalling yeah stonewalling like where you're like
0: I'm gonna give you the silent treatment mm -hmm. and that you're suffering that's your punishment Mm
1: -hmm. well for me it was more like I'm just like talking to you would just be too triggering. So I'm just going to ignore you altogether. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and then that's like avoidance. Yeah, behaviors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That fearful avoidance, yeah. It's another attachment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but something I recognized was like, okay, that's not healthy. Like, I can't say that this person means a lot to me, but then I can't even, like, talk to them. Mm. You know, I can't, I can't, like, honor them enough to just tell them like what's up because then if I'm like running away and giving them that silent treatment then they're probably like confused and you know they don't know what the truth is so they probably are generating their own story because I'm not giving you know anything so yeah it's just recognizing that you know, I can do that, that too, and learning from it, you know, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I found that it's, it's one thing to know, but something entirely different to do, right, it's
1: hard to do, you know, it's really, really hard to do, <laughs> yeah.
0: so that's why I always celebrate just talking about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even thinking about it, that's action,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's action, that's taking a step, that's improvement. You know, because then one day you will go, I'm just all open, I'm all love, I'm all pure love. That that boundaries is a step stone. Mm-hmm. That's a stepping point where at one point in our life like we go and we talk to elders Mm -hmm. and there you you met a few of them that are just like free Mm -hmm. that they're just like yeah love like everything is good Mm -hmm. nothing is bad life is life Mm -hmm. this is all good Mm -hmm. you know and and i want to be there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right that's where i'd like to see myself where i can love unconditionally no boundaries no trauma no triggers full emotion, Mm -hmm. like full capacity,
1: and feel safe. Right, right. Safe enough to be vulnerable, to have those emotions, Mm -hmm. to relate to people, to show love. Mm -hmm. It takes takes vulnerability to
0: do that. And to know like, there's other people out there. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing too. I've always been open and vulnerable and raw, but, it just seems like growing up that other people weren't weren't there
1: mm-hmm.
0: or weren't open or I don't know maybe it just was adversity like they hadn't gone through they haven't lost something so they didn't know what it was to have something. Mm-hmm. So like I was always really open but it didn't seem like much connection back or the way so I committed to this journey to my highest self to find myself to find who i was and it was a lonely process Mm -hmm. i've always been able to be alone Mm -hmm. so that's a strength i had Mm -hmm. like to be the loner and to be okay like eating lunch by myself that's some a strength i had but it's nice once you can find those people who genuinely care for you and genuinely love you right. and know that there are people out there and part of it is just us putting ourselves out there right to make that leap to start new with someone else and even if they don't respond then it's like well that was just that experience mm-hmm. i'm going to still have trust and faith and go forward in life and still put myself out there again. And
1: give it your best mm-hmm. each time.
0: Yeah, because there's a, a really good book, Three Feet from Gold. And you can take it as an entrepreneur perspective, like you're three feet from that billionaire, billion dollar idea. Mm-hmm. But I take it as three feet from the life that you deserve. Mm-hmm. That if it's just that one person that's going to come into your life, if you are closed off, if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't present and participate to have that opportunity, then it's not that there's no opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Just that you're not there to really. receive it. You're not present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is really good. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, so if you were to look back, what would you say the hardest year was of your life? Like, is there a certain age? I'd say
1: when I was 19. That was, like, my lowest point, I think. Mm -hmm. So, like, sophomore year of college um I was like doing terrible in all my classes I didn't know like what direction I wanted to go in um career wise um my health was really bad like I barely eating I was like my lightest weight ever like it was just the worst year mm-hmm. ever. Um, yeah, I think that was like 2017, okay. 2016-ish. Yeah.
0: And now that you're a little bit older, what would you say to yourself if you were to meet yourself again face to face? what would I say to myself to help you get through or just to be there to support like um,
1: to speak up like don't bottle everything in like I don't have to go through it by myself because um, I remember when I was I was sick and I just happened... So just, I drove back home to Rancho, and I went to my parents' um, office. They own like, a hospice, mm-hmm. and so I, I was just saying hi to my mom, and she's a nurse, and she was just looking me in the eye, she was like, there's like no blood vessels in your eyes. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't tell her anything, you mm-hmm. know? Like I was feeling sick, but just kept it to myself for like weeks. And she was like, go to the hospital, like she just told her, like, just, just go, go to the hospital. Wow. And so my brother drove me to the hospital and my lab reports were just terrible and they're like, I don't know how you drove here. Like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I would tell myself, like, you don't have to go through it by yourself. Just open up, say what's wrong. Tell people what you're going through. You know, I don't always have to like be alone which is like my, it's like my default though. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed or um, just, yeah, just overwhelmed, like my default is to just isolate. Like, well, I'm just going to go to my room and process this by myself. You know, that's like, that's like my default. All
0: right. So really quick, we had to change backdrops, but we're going to keep it going. So you're just finishing that. It's that what you would say to yourself, is to speak up, Mm -hmm. that you're not alone, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be alone, even though that was your default. Mm -hmm. So what a powerful thing, and I think a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers, I just want you to know that you're not alone, that life can be hard. It doesn't have to be. And when we open up, about it, when we have these conversations where we support each other. You can find that safe space, you can find that safe haven. And I empower you, I encourage you to do that. Is there any uh, other words of advice or?
1: Just when we're going through like adversity and tough spots, the emotions that we feel They're totally okay, and we should use those emotions to relate to other people. Because there's nothing new under the sun. Like, there's going to be someone who can help, someone who can offer um, advice for this particular experience. Like, we don't have to travail by ourselves, you know? Yeah,
0: sure. Well, thank you so much being on the podcast yeah <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode leave a review so other people will know if this episode is for them i am still hosting the sunday night talk group which is free via zoom where you can talk just like this whatever's going through in your day whatever in your week or what's most present in your life i'll be here for you so enlighten love namaste have yourself a beautiful bright day